0: Good morning, it's Monday, August 15th, and I am uh, currently doing a um, recording on my iPods. I'm trying to see if it works here while I move away. Yeah, I guess it does work. I could probably start Twitch, um, but might take my microphone. So you guys know, over the weekend, um, I saw a – and I posted this on my Twitter, but I saw a thread – um, about doing a newsletter, and this guy has a couple. Um, I think it was like fifty thousand, hundred and fifty thousand. Um, regular users with a high click-through rate, and I thought, you know, you guys always ask me about charts and what I'm looking at, and I've had video. Um, in my wheelhouse, it's on my list of things to do. And what I'm not sure about is, should I start a newsletter? And I was thinking about it, put it out there. Um, I got a lot of feedback that it would be helpful for you guys to see the charts that I look at, um, exactly what I'm you know, maybe highlighting things uh, that I actually talk about with the PE, um, with the, the RSI, with the MACD, with the, the algorithm that I use, all of that stuff you guys could see in a newsletter. So um, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. And let me know if you'd subscribe to that. I am not looking at monetizing. Key point, I will, won't charge you guys for a newsletter, for charts, for anything of that sort. Uh, but I will monetize it. And right now, just so you guys know, through the support that you guys do, and, and you guys are so kind with your support. Um, and I really, really do appreciate it. When you, I make you guys money, if you just tip, I am so happy um, you would see me as, like a giddy schoolgirl. <laughs> when I get new supporters, so, um, uh, but yeah, you know, every day or so I get a couple of emails that say, "Hey, you've got a new supporter." So thank you for that one. Um, and you can find it on Anchor if you want to support me. But I won't ask you guys specifically for money. If you can't afford it, do not give it to me. If you can, I, I certainly appreciate it. But I won't monetize. I will monetize a newsletter, meaning that I do ads and things of that sort that I can put it in. Um, I think Substack has one. Um, there's a couple of other programs out there that allow you to monetize fairly easily. So um, if I get it up and running, you know, again, if you'd be interested in it, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Anchor. Um, hit me up on Twitch. I, I just found out that Twitch people can write me messages, and those folks who watched it um, have been sending a message. So, uh, and and just so you know, here's so here's my setup. And I posted this while I was in Minneapolis. I've got a MacBook in front of me. I have my iPhone uh, and that is running the Anchor ad. Uh, I'm sorry, the Anchor uh app. And the Anchor app allows me to record this with my um i my AirPods on. So that seems to be the easiest way. The other way that I was doing it before was recording in GarageBand with my um MacBook microphone. And that didn't seem to work too well. Uh, I didn't like the quality of that one because I heard the dogs, I heard things, you know, I was able to uh, pause it, unlike Anchor, you know, recording in the app, but uh, essentially I wasn't able to do a lot of um, uh, things just because I had to turn off the fan, I had to turn off the air conditioning, things of that sort. So the AirPods seemed to work better, and I my MacBook, um, uh, my iPad Pro. So, again, MacBook for charts, uh, ActiveTrader Pro, uh, and things of that sort. Um, the iPad Pro is for my notes, and then the iPhone is for my anchor. And and that's kind of the recording. Um, to do Twitch, I would need a third device, I think, um, or to do Facebook Live. Uh, or, I'm sorry, um, uh youtube live i haven't set up a facebook thing i was thinking about a discord group so everybody can talk to each other and you can see notes thinking about a facebook group thinking about expanding some stuff but that's essentially it um earnings this week uh let's talk about stocks now earnings this week will be key remember as traders we need patience don't force a trade just to trade have a plan executed if things go wrong always have an exit strategy those are my exact notes I will read this again because this is important. As traders, we have patience. Don't force a trade just to trade. Have a plan, execute it. If things go wrong, always have an exit strategy. That's important because this week with earnings, I'm considering this week a little difficult. Walmart, uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, and Target are the key. Um, Walmart, let's take a look at Walmart, um, the stock. And I've got some scans for you guys that I did But Walmart, um, you've got a MACD cross-up here on Friday at 130 29 right before earnings. Earnings are um, August 15th pre-market. So that's, I guess they're coming out soon. I don't know if they've already come out. But uh, Walmart's a key one. Uh, Just so you guys know, the, the futures are down. And the futures are down based on China. China cut rates. Their central bank cut rates. Um, After the economy slowed and numbers were weak, every other central bank in the world is raising rates, and they're raising rates to fight inflation. China is cutting rates because their economy has slowed significantly. Their economy has slowed significantly because of their lockdowns. This all ties together. Their lockdowns have caused the price of oil to go down because demand is down. <clears throat> the their economy is weakening, so they 've had to lower their rates um, it's interesting just from the fact of uh, they have a communist kind of country there are political issues there um, with the slowdown that 's happening and financial things that's happening so it, it's it's an <clears throat> an interesting <clears throat> sorry an interesting um I'm going to pause this one to see what I can do. Let me try pausing. It's six minutes and 30 seconds in. Hmm. I guess you can pause on uh, <clears throat> Anchor's app, but had to clear my throat. And what's interesting about China, we'll continue this thought. Um, China cut their rates. The economy's slowing. Numbers are weak. You know, with every other central bank raising rates in order to fight inflation and China – The second largest economy in the world, um, cutting rates uh, because they are communist and they can do that. I don't know. Who knows what that actually means? But that's essentially what it is. Um, Earnings are going to be weak. Walmart, we have this $130 um, uh, MACD cross-up. Ironically, in my uh, scans, Walmart didn't come up. <clears throat> because it crossed on Friday. The current one is Target. You guys know I like Target more than Walmart. They're coming up August 17th, I guess it's Wednesday, um, pre-market. I like Walmart uh, Target over Walmart because Target's P.E. is 14. And Walmart's P.E., again, these are almost exactly the same thing, um, except for market size, Uh walmart's pe is 28 how in the world you can uh you know say hey we've got 28 um you know on the pe and target isn't a better buy i mean target is just a in my mind there's two things target's a better run company i i think they uh they don't do groceries as heavily as uh walmart does so in times of the the, reset, the pending recession, you're going to see uh, Target have a higher margin uh, than Walmart. And again, they're going to come out. Target was the one that first came out and said, hey, we have in- inventory problems. Well, if they can deal with the inventory problems, I think you'd see this stock easily over 200 again. Um, Target's 52-week range is 137 to 268. So you're 25% above the 52-week low, you're 35% below the 52-week high. If you told me you have an opportunity in a company to gain um, to get a 2.5% dividend yield and you're 35% below, I think you're doing pretty good. And and again, you've just started to touch this gap here between 168 and 210. I think 210 is probably where you're going. You know, again, are you going to get there uh, all at once? Probably not. Um, let me uh, let me try this. Uh, I have to extra step with uh, uh, 42599. Nine. I'm trying to get to my fidelity. Sorry, I probably should have uh, done this before. But again, if I had to take it, I'd take Target over Walmart. The other two that are reporting and the other two that had uh, cross-ups are Home Depot and Lowe's. Uh, again, heading into um, earnings, you had quite a run with these two. Home Depot, which is going to be the first to report, um, it looks like today, is it after? It's pre-market, so they're going to report here soon too. But You had a cross up here on June 24th at 277. You're trading at 317, 314. Um, Great, great company. Uh, Home Depot again. You, you know, the RSI is a little high. It probably wouldn't play into this one. There's no gaps that I see that are kind of falling. Um, Home Depot as far as their fundamentals on uh, Finviz. You've got a PE of 19. Again, remember, 20 is where uh, where Walmart is. And you've got a dividend yield of 2.4%. Um, you are 25% off to 52-week high, 19% off to 52-week low. Lows, on the other hand, again, remember, you're at a 20 PE. Lows is at a 16 PE. And you are 21% above your 52-week low. And, 52, and 21% off your 52-week high. So you're right in the middle as far as lows goes. You're literally right in the middle. It's just crossed over. Um, it's kind of trend line uh, that was going down. Again, remember, when we trade the trend, you want to look at Finviz. They have great trend lines here, and you can see the trend that, that this stock is on. Most stocks are still in a downward trend. You're still in a downward trending market. So you wanna be kind of careful as to what you trade. Um, I I don't necessarily have a strategy on Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, or Target. Uh, My strategy has been um, long-term, specifically with Target. Uh, I think Home Depot and Lowe's, um, I would probably take Lowe's. Let's see at the, let's pull up TrendSpider with Lowe's. TrendSpider with Lowe's. you've got a upward trend here from about June, the end of June. You had a Mackie cross up at 177. You're at 206 right now. It's been a great run. You've got their earnings coming out August 16th tomorrow in the pre-market. Uh, your RSI is at 69. Again, I wouldn't probably buy into this one right now, but... Uh, If they, you know, if you wanted long-term, my two that I would pick would be uh, Target and Lowe's, just from the PE perspective. Um, And just so you know, the algorithm on Lowe's in particular, you make 3% trading um, with 26 positions taken. Your average win is 6%. 29% is with your buy and hold. Again, you know, if I can tell you one thing, it would be that the majority of your portfolio should absolutely 100% be buy and hold. Um, Do not try and trade around this kind of thing. Uh, Oil is down $4 to $88 per barrel. This just means your Devon, your uh, Oxy, your Chevron, your Exxon, your FANG. All of this is pulling back. Buy into the weakness. Um, I'm telling you, buy into the weakness. When you look at the overall macro of this situation, you've got the Russian sanctions coming up in December. You've got China. Saying that, hey, we're slowing down. Well, they're, they're, gonna, they're slowing down because they have a zero COVID policy and they've shut down for the last quarter. They're not probably not gonna let that happen going forward. They've they've reduced rates, they're probably going to start opening up a little bit more aggressively, even with their COVID-0 policy. Uh, buy into the weakness. They're down about 4%. Um, Devin is at 6330. Um, Oxy, let's see, Oxy is at 6354, your FANG, Exxon is at 91, again 90 is kind of your buy uh, sell ratio on Exxon, CVX I think 160 was my uh, target, my pivot on that one, you're below 160, Um, buy that one, I, I think 150 may have been, there's a support line here right at about 150. Am I upset if you buy it at 159? No. I think Devin is probably your best bet just because you do have some ex-dividend dates coming up on these. Um, you don't have earnings coming up. They've all reported earnings. Uh, Chevron's ex-dividend date is August 18th. Devon's ex-dividend date is probably about the same time. Um, no, I'm sorry, all the way to September 9th. Um, but you did just have a MACD cross up on Devon at $60 and 17 cents. <clears throat> so, but your, your RSI is rather high on this one. I, I would buy into the weakness again. You know, if you can get Devin under 60 today, grab it. If, if it does go under 60, that's a huge move. Fang diamond back energy, which is one of my favorites. Um, this one, uh, their ex dividend date is actually today. So, you do have opportunity here. Um, I, I I think it's a great, great great opportunity to buy into weakness with oil at eighty eight dollars. It's probably not going under eighty dollars per barrel. This is probably as low as you're going to see it. Um, I think a lot of energy traders are seeing that kind of uh, uh, price. Essentially, what they what what happened in what I could see is Saudi the Saudis said they could increase output, but again December. With Russian sanctions, you're pulling a shit ton of uh, uh, oil off the market. Um, And China, their demand is still lingering. Uh, UCO, let's look at UCO. Uh, It's down 10% in pre-market. Let's see. UCO had a MACD cross up here on August 10th, my birthday, 35.88. So you're trading at 36.24. I think it's down to 33. Let's look at UCO. Um, uCO is at thirty two thirty two ninety Wow you're down four almost four dollars in pre market um, SEO has been your play and SEO has been a long play <clears throat> but you do have a, again on that weakness you do have an opportunity to get into uCO that's my personal opinion is you know again I don't like trading these for more than a day or so they're decaying value assets so essentially the fees take up a large portion of your gains. You have to have big moves in these to make the gains. Um, what, and speaking of that, uh, Freeport, by the way, Freeport McNamara is one that's down too because a lot of the commodities are getting hit. Uh, Apple is testing um, ads in their Maps app. Um, this is interesting in that, remember, number one thing that, that, that Google makes money on is ads. If... Apple moves into the ads; they could have a huge additional revenue stream, which could again um, make the 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 stock more valuable. So their PE right now is twenty eight. This stock has been on an incredible run. Um, let's take a look. I think it was one thirty eight was the the buy in, um, if I remember correctly. One thirty four back on June twenty second. You're trading at one seventy two. Um, crazy good run for a fortune 500 you know fortune 100 fortune 5 company um, the biggest company out there the rsi is at 77 do i say buy this one no not right now uh, if you have it and you're trading it i'd probably take some off the table here um, let's take a look at finviz and apple is their 52 week range Um, 129 to 182, you're only 5% off the 52 week high. You're 33% above your 52 week low. So it's clear this is going into territory that, uh, it it hasn't been in. It's only 3% down year to date. I looked at my portfolio. I think I'm 11% down year to date. Um, in fact, let me look real quick. Let me look at Fidelity. Um, because year-to-date, I remember looking, and I was beating the S&P, or I was close to it. Um, let's see, year-to-date, yeah, I'm down 11%. Let's Google uh, year-to-date S&P 500. Um, and we'll go year-to-date here on Google. It's 10%, so 107 I'm slightly beating it, but again, the NASDAQ, I think, let's look at um, NASDAQ year-to-date. And I'm just Googling, by the way. You know, you guys can do this too. NASDAQ year-to-date is down 17%. Now remember, the beginning of the year, I was tracking more towards the NASDAQ, which is 17.5% down. Um, I made some changes in my long-term portfolio, my medium portfolio. Um, and my trading portfolio, and I'm now tracking more towards the S&P. Over the last 30 years of my trading, I have beaten the S&P significantly because I've tracked towards the NASDAQ, which has greatly outpaced. Now, am I doing the right thing? The NASDAQ has actually uh, recovered better. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily uh, doing the right thing, but as I get older, the S&P makes a little bit more sense for me to track against. So that's just the reason why I've done that. Um, let's take a look. And oil, again, buy into the weakness. I, I think that's what I was talking about with Apple. Um, I, I think it's just a little too high for you to buy into it. But uh, if they're getting into the ad business, holy cow, get ready. And Apple, by the way, is in the lead for the uh, Sunday ticket Um NFL Sunday ticket. It's going to be streaming. It's going to move towards one of these uh, companies. It's going to be either Amazon, who has the Thursday night deal. It could be ESPN, um, who has the uh, Monday night football and has done some things with their streaming, but I think Apple's in the lead, just because Apple has a ton of cash and can do it. Um, Tesla, and I'm looking before I go into my scans, um, to... To to look at this, Tesla said they made uh, 3 million cars. That's what Elon kind of put out there. Just so you guys know, the forward PE on Tesla is 108. Uh, I'm sorry, that's the PE. The forward PE is 52. Uh, Tesla is 45% off their 52 week low. Uh, Above it, they are 27% below their 52 week high. Let's look at the algorithm on Tesla. Tesla, I think it's a still a buy at that $700. Uh, yeah, it's still a buy, $701 on July 7th. The catalyst on this one is August 25th, the 3-for-1 stock split. So you've got some stuff coming up. The RSI is at 59 It's kind of in no man's land. The MACD is kind of crossing down. It's capitulating here around 900 Um Again, I've always said buy it under 700 sell it above 700 um, I, again, I sold at 750 I believe, half my lot. Uh, I haven't replenished that. I probably will. But there's a gap here between 750 and 765 That might be where I I, I kind of buy. It's going to touch that point. So there's two people who asked me to look at things. Um, Liam asked me to look at Micron. And, and I did look at Micron on Friday. But I wanted to acknowledge that Liam asked me to look at it. And ironically, it was today, um, I'm sorry, Friday, 65.30, you had a MACD cross up. Now, would I buy this at 65.30? My preference would be to be closer to $60. Um, you had a MACD, the previous MACD cross up here was 56.02, where you made a 4% gain. Uh, I probably wouldn't have gotten out on that 4% gain, but the algorithm got you out. It got you right back in at 65.30. With a MACD cross up, um, <clears throat> now it's kind of touching the 200-day. I think it's bullish, uh, but again, this market is kind of stretched. Chip sector is stretched. I would probably use this one as a long-term buy. Um, Micron from a, uh, they are 33% below their 52-week high, 26% above their 52-week low. Uh, year-to-date, they're down 30%. Their forward PE is – I'm sorry. Their PE is 7. Their forward PE is 13. When you look at this one, against some of its competitors, um, their semiconductor company, the one that I like, which actually I will go over in my scan as well, Qualcomm. um, Micron is a little bit better uh, because Qualcomm has a forward PE of 13. They were around 9. They've just had a recent run-up from about 120 to 150. They are 27% off their 52-week low, 21% below their 52-week high. Their 52-week high is 193 Um, So, I, you know, when I, when I look at Micron and your t- 33% off, I think you have an opportunity here. Could you be possibly buying at 65 and selling somewhere in the 70s um, and get your 10%? I think that could happen. Again, you know, with this market kind of running, you have to be patient, um, develop a strategy, and and understand. If you understand Micron, Liam, and you understand it better than I do, I am simply looking at the chart. I know Micron's a really well-run company, so I don't think you have a problem with buying and holding this one. Next year, are you at 65? Probably not. I think you're probably in the 80s next year. Um, That seems to be where it likes to be between 70 and 80. So, sixty-five. I don't think you have a problem. Again, the the, the algorithm bought it. I would have a uh, a stop loss. The problem with the algorithm is that you lose fourteen percent on this one. Uh, over a thousand candles, you buy thirty. You you have thirty positions, twelve of which are winners. Your your average win is six percent, but your average loss is four percent. You have eighteen losses. And it's just the nature of this market on a downward spiral. You're going to lose more than you actually win. So, uh, you know, Micron, I, I like the company. I think you could buy it here at 60. Um, I, I would probably target between 60 and 65 for this one. Um, buy it, but I do like it. And and I think you had mentioned to me that it was a long-term holding. Hold it. I, I, I think, you know, again, if you believe in this company and you think that they're going to – they have value um the dividend yield is 0.71 so it's not huge but you know the company that that i hold in my stock portfolio as as the largest holding is apple their dividend is 0.53 so i'm not counting on the dividend as something that that's going to you know make me rich it's the growth of the stock if you have a feeling that micron is kind of in that territory as well again micron's pe is 7 Qualcomm is 13. Look at NVIDIA. Um, Micron, you know, their their PE is 50. You look at AMD, their PE is 42. Micron looks like a bargain there. And again, it's a gr- really well-run company. So that's one for you. Um, the other one that, that uh, Brian wanted me to look at, and he kind of made mention of it. He was uh, more interested in me doing a newsletter, to be honest with you, I think. But uh, ZipRecruiter. And it's because ZipRecruiter, uh, the the staffing market is kind of you know a, a big thing. When companies can't get permanent employees, they typically turn to uh, temporary employees. Um, they're also you know with the staffing shortages, they're looking at people. ZipRecruiter is a great great tool for for a lot of this. Uh, they are fifty two weeks uh, fifty two week low. Is thirteen their fifty-two week high is thirty-two. They are fifty-two percent above their fifty-two week low. Thirty-six percent below the high. Uh, Their PE, they don't make money. That's the problem with this stock. Is ZipRecruiter doesn't make money in this market? Could you, um, could you uh, kind of, you know, fake it around earnings and they could say something big? I think it's gambling per se. You've had a run up here the algorithm points you at July 5th a buy in at 1565 and you have been rewarded greatly at 1565 you're at 21 that run up has come um right before earnings the RSI is at 77 again anything under 7 uh, above 70 it's overbought your uh, earnings are coming do 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 is it post market yeah post market today um, I wouldn't buy into the strength personally. Does that mean it doesn't, you know, doesn't go to twenty five? No, they may say something that makes them go to twenty five. Uh, the algorithm loses you thirty four percent over a thousand candles versus buying and holding makes you five percent. Now the killer is the average win is ten point six five, but you've only won six times. Now this last win is huge because you've gone from seventeen all the way up to twenty one. That's a big big win. Uh, I just think, you know, again, uh, my space is not the employment space. Um it's more the tech and consumer space. So I don't know that much about ZipRecruiter, recruiter, but I do know that they're not making money. So Brian, I would if you're in this one, fantastic, high five. Um my guess, you know, I would take it like a traditional investor where I'd take my uh take my gains. Before earnings, I wouldn't necessarily hold through earnings. You know, maybe sell half your lot. Again, if you made that much, what what have you made, $7? You've almost made 50% um, on your investment. Take half of it off. Take the 25% profit. That, that'd be, a you know, again, a nice gain. And then you, you, you're not really playing. You're not going to go back down to zero because you're not going to lose all that money. But if you take half of it off, then, then you're better couple scans that I did um, this morning. Nike uh, is the one Dow component that has the current candle with a MACD cross-up. Now, it's not an original MACD cross-up. It's a double-up, um, which means you've had a buy-in here at 103 on July 6th. You're trading at 116. Nice move. Um the MACD is crossing up kind of high. The RSI is at 62, kind of in no man's land. The ex dividend date on September 2nd um, is coming up, and their next earnings September 22nd. So you still have a long time here. Uh, it's kind of capitulating here between 107 and 120. Um, I, again, Nike's probably one that I would buy and hold, it's a consumer staple. Uh, it's one of the largest. We talked about Target having a MACD cross up um, right before earnings at uh, 172. Uh, the RSI is kind of high. I don't know that I'd necessarily buy it into this one, but I do like I mean, Target, if you can buy it anything under probably 200 in my mind, it's a great buy on Target. Uh, one with a brand new MACD cross up is uh, Qualcomm at 151. Your last purchase on Qualcomm came on uh, July 6th, and you held it all the way up until last week, August 9th, uh, with a 13% gain. But you could have gotten out even before that. It's kind of been capitulating here. looks like it's ready to take off again, but that RSI is at 58. Um, The market's going to have to take this one higher. The only catalyst that I see in the future is the ex-dividend date on August 31st. But I love Qualcomm here. I liked it at 170. I liked it at 120. I liked it, you know, all the way all the way down. So even at 150, I like it here. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure I'm putting money into it because I think there's better opportunities out there specifically in the energy space for me personally. Uh, Oracle had another MACD cross up. This one has been great. I think I briefed on it uh, July 20th, you had a cross up $72.50. Uh, you're trading at $79, so you've gotten your 10% out of there. I think that's a great, great opportunity, and it, again, it's a double up, and, um, a MACD cross-up within the run on the algorithm. Um, so, AMAT, Applied Materials, which is a, another great company, um, the on July 7th, you had a MACD cross-up at $90.61. Their earnings are coming up next week, or not this week, August 18th, and it's trading at 110 right now. So that $90 buy was great. It's pulled back here. It kind of went down to 100. It's up at 110 right now. Uh, You know, again, that that 100 pullback was on the NVIDIA scare where NVIDIA said, hey, we're not making um, as much margin. We've had some slowdowns, some uh, inventory issues, blah, blah, blah. Sedge is another... um, uh, back to you, cross up and it's a brand new one 33042 which is kind of high and I'll tell you let's go look at the sedge's one I don't think that they're making money uh solar tech solar edge technologies um they are making money but their PE is 128 uh they are 64% off of their 52 week low uh 15% just below their 52 week high um they have a PE of 128, so it's significantly expensive. They just had their earnings. There's no real catalyst. The RSI is at 58. If the market continues going, uh, I think you could hit 360. Their 52-week uh, high, so you know, is 389. Um, it's kind of been capitulating here between 300 and 330 for a little bit, so it could be Take off higher. Um, The one that I do like, uh, and it's kind of gone through a recent run-up, but it did hit on a scam. Um, And it's a double-up, and it's right after earnings, is Roblox, R-B-L-X. And I saw a report this weekend that said any creator in the metaverse um, that's making money is doing it on Roblox, not on Meta. So even though Meta is pouring billions and billions of dollars into the metaverse, Roblox is the one where people are actually making money. And if you look at things, um, creators are the, the key source of this. So Roblox, in my mind, is probably a good long-term buy. They just had their earnings. They announced $0.30 cent loss per share, uh, and that was on August 9th. Now, it's a MACD cross-up here, but you had a MACD cross-up with a buy on June 21st at 29. You've ridden that all the way up to 51. Um now this is one again this is a company that's not making money. And in this market, do I suggest you put long-term money into a company that's not making money? No. But Roblox with the they're kind of uh by the way, they're 136% above their 52 week low, which was $21. Um, they are 63% below their 52 week high which was $141 so you're you're not even in the middle you're kind of at a little bit of a high um, they don't have a p cuz they're not making money um, their performance year to date is they're down 50% when you look at the trend line here in uh on finviz and go on finviz.com look at the trend line it's down you do have a recent from man 52 years old mom is knocking on my bedroom door asking if i'm okay just because i'm talking to myself on my ipad but uh roblox is one that i like just so you know yeah it's it's down there it's good but i like it um so today i think you could look at target as a long term um i think uco On the weakness and energy energy on the weakness as as a whole, I think that's a great, great buy. Um, Tesla uh, made 3 million cars. I think, you know, again, if Tesla comes down, I like that one. Qualcomm, great cross up there. Um, And I think that one could go to 170. So I think you've gotten enough uh, out of me. Hopefully all of this recorded and I didn't mess up with my mother knocking on the door. Um, fantastic guys. I'm going to be traveling this week. I'm doing a road trip down to Florida. So podcast might be hit or miss. I will still be active on Twitter. I will still be active on Instagram. Uh, I will be looking into the newsletter. I will be contemplating doing video. So if you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. Um, if not have a great Monday, take care.